We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, it's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bogue coming to you again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. The Mavs lost to the Nuggets 107-106 because they're dumb and don't know how to play in the crunch time. This is stupid. I am tired of it. I don't even know what to say. I am oh, no. fed up with this absolute bullshit. Oh, Make a play, Mavericks. Whoa. Two of nine in the final six minutes. Turnovers. Get it together. This is embarrassing. I'm tired of this crap. Oh, a- am I wrong? No. <laughs> Tell me, no. you you just did a great post, a great post on their crunch time woes. Now, Kristaps Porzingis not being in the not being as part of the lineup is fine, but the Nuggets were missing two of their key starters. The Mavericks should have won, and they lost. So, yeah. so let's just start. Let's just get get right into it. It, it's a thing. Um, they they can't close games. Uh, we I don't know how many this has been, but when the game gets close in the final five minutes, they they fall apart. And I I wish I had a better answer than what I wrote about uh, the other day. But it at least tonight it wasn't necessarily Luca getting step back happy. I think he only had one step back in the final five or six minutes, which is uh, he took one pro- with one minute left. That was a dumb shot. Right. Okay. But shot. only, only one, which is progress, but the prop, like he missed two drives, which he normally makes the last one he missed. He missed the rim. I think it was like really like oddly, like a bad, like an oddly horrible miss. Uh, and then I think he airballed like another close shot near the rim in like the final five minutes. So just, just weird. And like step it like Dorian Finney Smith stepping out of bounds for the second time. The second um, time, Dorian. Not getting a shot Know up. Know where the, your the... feet are, Dorian. 
like not getting a shot up in the final possession. You know, it's not just like they're playing hard and missing shots. It's like these inexplicable, like disastrous kind of plays. Like, you know, like it's not just Luca missing a shot. It's Luca airballing a shot near the rim. It's not, it's not just like Dorian Finney, like the role players not making shots. It's like stepping out of bounds, like, you know, catching the ball with their foot out of bounds. Like this kind of stuff that's like, it makes it it makes it all the more frustrating to watch because it's not just well they just need to shoot better it's they need to shoot better and they need to like snap whatever weird funk they have because ment i mean it's a, it feels like a mental thing like they just kind of fall apart in the final 5 minutes and whatever offense they run for the first 75% of the game it kind of goes out the window teams ratchet up the pressure they're more uh, willing to double luka and they doubled luka on that final possession and Man, it's kind of the stuff that, like the the sum of all fears, worst case scenario. When teams really want to take away Luca and they want to double him and they want to do the James Harden defense, the other four guys on the floor, I'm not confident in them making plays in the final minute, two minutes of a game. I'm just, I'm just not there yet with these guys, and that just might be a painful thing they have to work through this season. Well, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. shot a couple of trash threes in the final few minutes, which you live and die with his threes. You don't really want to kill the guy. I don't really – whoever is the Mavericks free throw coach, though, we need to not – we need to find that person a new role is going to be my suggestion. I don't like calling for the, the firing of anyone, but the Mavericks are like 14th in the league in free throws and like probably fourth or fifth in volume, I think is what I've seen. And, you know, they missed eight free throws tonight. Eight. It's atrocious. I haven't been this angry with a game in a long time because, you know, most of the time you look at big picture stuff. And I sit here and I say, okay, you know, Nikola Jokic had had 33 points, seven rebounds. I'm sorry, six rebounds, seven assists. He got four of those assists in the first like six minutes of the game. So more or less outside of his kind of three point shooting barrage in the third quarter, the Mavericks limited Jokic and he is a, he is an all NBA type player. And so to go through an entire game and and limit him, and I really do mean limit him. There's going to be fans out there that say, oh, well, he crushed you in the post. Well, you know what guys, we've talked about this. The math is a three point shot is generally better. And they played him. They played him. Okay. If he if he's shooting mid range post shots, I, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, yeah, it, I mean, especially with who the math have, like who they have on the roster, like, right? I mean, right. Powell and Maxi did about as good as they could. This was not a game where you where you look around and call, oh, they need a bigger bully ball presence in the post because I don't think it would have mattered. This was not that kind of game. Yeah, and uh, the the last possession uh, where Jokic got that post up on Dorian Finney Smith. I'm not going to be honest, you know, I, I was watching and I couldn't, did Dorian Finney-Smith switch onto Jokic or did he start the possession on him? Uh, I, I might have think to go he back switched and onto him. Yeah, I, I think, I'm not sure who I would have rather liked have, though, to be uh, honest. Powell tries hard, but that guy might as well be an open window when it comes to playing any kind of defense. Uh, a defender is on him and they just, oh, hey, this guy, swish. It's incredible. It's not yeah. even his fault. He tries hard. He's just not good at it. Yeah. It, it felt, yeah. Just when I saw him back down during Finney Smith, I was like, man, this is, this is what they're going to do. <laughs> it's it just like, 
but then you do, you can't you know you double Jokic and it's he's the best big man passer yes. in the NBA and it's like they would have gotten an open shot. But I guess maybe you know it's like hey, Jamal Murray didn't have a great game. Gary Harris didn't have a great game. So maybe you live you know the other Nuggets didn't really shoot all that particularly well. Um, no other Nugget besides Jokic had multiple threes besides uh, Beasley. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, hey, maybe you do double him and you give up a wide open shot to a role player and then you tip your cap to him. But yeah, it was, yeah, it's bad. And it's, it's weird because like I'm on, like I'm, I agree with you on everything. I'm just like not, it's like I'm weirdly zen about it because it's like, this isn't surprising anymore. Like this is who the Mavericks are right now. And this is their, their flaw. And this is something they're going to have to fix. And this is something that like, you know, I, the worry, the worrisome part is how fixable is it this season? Is it a this yeah. season fix or is it a, Hey, we need to get another guy in here that can handle the ball kind of fix. Is it a Luca needs to understand some situations better kind of fix, like w- which you can maybe iron out throughout the season by a lot watching film. And I generally thought is Luca's decision-making down the stretch was a little bit better than it was against the Hornets, but it doesn't matter if you you know you missed your two shots and then you miss a step back. Uh, I think he had a turnover too. So I don't know what to say. They just got it. They got to get better. And man, that I, I know we already talked about. It, I've already talked about. It, but that last possession was just like that was my fear before the season started. Yeah. Was just yeah. a lot of possessions looking like that. Yeah, I mean, I was I was I was fired up online about Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> you were. He also received like a lead balloon of a pass. Yeah, uh, it kind of hung in the air, and like the defender got there with him. But like situational awareness, my man, he had like like for such a, a functional, fantastic player for the Mavericks this year. That was by far some of his some of his worst decision making as a player that I've seen all year. I just I, I you know I'm trying to reconcile a little bit the fact that Luca had ten assists and six turnovers because I felt like his passing was outstanding with his like placement of the ball but he still had six turnovers which is is just atrocious and you know you you pair that with the fact that his defense is i mean luca pay attention my man like he got (laughs) beat on a backdoor cut in the first quarter you're not tired you're 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 not paying attention do better um the flip side of that though is what does Luca got to do to get a call what does he have to do to get a call Jeremy Grant had eight free throws Luka Doncic had six get the entire hell out of here NBA like the guy just drives he gets hit he gets slapped nothing nothing it's got to be because remember earlier in the season he was getting Man, he was getting, you know, he averaged 10 free throw attempts a game in November. What is he at in January so far? He's at eight. He was at 8.4 in December. When he was getting all those free throws in November, he was still bitching a lot. Oh, yeah. To yeah, the yeah. Refs. 100%. I, this is what it's like. That's got to be it, right? Like, it's, it's kind of the refs it. subconsciously are like, hey, man, like, you got to cool, you got to cool it. You're 20 years old. Like, there's still like some weird hierarchy, you know, that they, the league has. And, Mm-hmm. That that's got to be it, right? Like I, I can't think of anything else because well, it's not like he's driving less. He shot free throws on a few shots tonight where I thought they were atrocious calls against the Nuggets. Yeah. Where he 
he would just you know kind of ah against against uh you know when he would drive and kind of euro step in the lane and he got a couple of like bad calls there but when he goes in the lane and he gets hit on the elbow and hit on the arm and just nothing and these are not things where i'm sitting here you know being you know kirk the mavs fan saying oh I, he's getting hit I, i'm rewinding and watching and i don't understand what they're seeing we had one ref tonight that was I, I don't know his name i've honestly never seen him before but he made repeated garbage calls where there was one call uh it was in the second half delon Wright pulled up for a jumper at the left elbow got broadsided the ref waited to see if the shot went in to call the foul and the consistency of play and the consistency of refereeing in, in that game and really in a number of the Mavs games is just starting to wear me out. I understand Dallas is kind of hard to call. They don't really play good defense. I'm, I'm less mad about I, – I certainly think Dallas commits fouls. That's not what I mean. But I'm just not understanding with all the drives this team does how they don't pick up more fouls. Uh, I mean, it was uh, – fouls did not decide this game. That's not what I mean to put out there. But I'm just I'm, – I'm starting to watch it and I don't understand it. It's, it's a, I don't, I don't know. I'm off on it. I'm just fed up with this game. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I'm just thinking about like, you know, there's just so like Luca has to do so much heavy lifting on this roster. And like you talk about, you know, his ball placement being really good on passes and you're kind of surprised that he had six turnovers. Well, I think your favorite thing to do, which is look at potential assists. I think this might be another one of those games because Maxi went one for six on threes. Oh yeah, Maxi was a bricklayer. That yeah, was that was pretty unfortunate. This was a bad, you know, Maxi has been so fantastic for about the last two weeks. And really, you know, most of the season. This might have been one of his worst games. Uh he didn't have it from three, and it got to the point where like I think one of his last corner threes he took, like he didn't look very confident. Like his form kind of looked a little off. Like it looked like maybe, you know, I'm, I'm playing armchair psychologist, but he just looked like he was mentally thinking through the slump a little bit. And defensively, he wasn't really there tonight. And, you know, if he's not there defensively, that's, that's tough. But, you know, Plumlee was kind of scoring through him every time Plumlee caught the ball near the basket. And like, that just can't happen. And, and the thing about Maxi is he's a really great, you know, he's a great switch defender. He's good at closing out. He's good on the weak side, uh, protecting the rim. But in terms of like a stout one-on-one, you know, guy, he's not as big as you, you know, he's not like a big guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's very athletic and he's, you know, he's 6'10", but he's not necessarily a bulky kind of dude. So it's kind of easy for for guards and bigs that are going toward the basket to sometimes kind of bully him out of the way through the rim. Uh, and that kind of happened tonight, unfortunately. I, I, I just thought, you know, they needed – they needed weight, you know, he has to be their Porzingis when with Porzingis out. And he didn't, you know, he's been doing it for the last couple of games, just didn't do it tonight. Um, I, DeLon Wright starting to kind of pivot was interesting. And I think that was the right move because, man, Justin Jackson is just invisible to me. Like, I just do not, I just do not see things he does. I know he had a couple threes, which were great. But outside of that, I just he just feels like he's a ghost on the floor. But, man, right, you know. <laughs> Two of five from the floor. He played. I think he was really good defensively. Murray didn't yes. have a good game, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those give or takes. There's just the, the Mavs roster has just a lot of guys that are li- like severely limited in certain aspects of the game, and you know that can that comes out to bite you in, in crunch time when the defense is, uh, you know, the pressure's up. Well, I think you know what's particularly frustrating is 
in the case of the Mavericks season, I like being proven wrong in the sense of you and I both kind of had them as a 500 team, as a playoff playoff team outside looking in. And the fact that they played so well early, you know, in the in, in November and probably the early part of December before Luka got hurt, and, and they basically played 500 ball since mid-December is driving me crazy because what what is happening is they're reverting to being the team that we thought they might be essentially. And yeah. I, I and don't that's like, easy to do when Przingis is out. It, it is, it is. And you know, when I look at the big picture and I see where this team is going and I see the fact that like their best lineup has only played 200 minutes together, I'm a little frustrated, but I also think that some of these guys, you know, Delon Wright talked a big game about how he wants more time and more minutes. Well, if you're going to get in the game, my man, do something. Do something offensively. You know? Uh, If you don't say something like that, I probably wouldn't even be thinking this today. But, you know, you get the opportunity, and while you play really hard defense and things like that, yada, 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 you go two for five. You know, I just – I Yeah, this roster just has so many guys that, like, in the flow of the normal part of the game – it works, but like in the final five minutes when, when the game is just so intense, like these guys, you know, the closeouts are harder and I just don't, you know, I don't as great as I love Finney Smith and what he does. I don't trust him on a closeout. I don't really, you know, DeLon, Wright, You know, maybe Tim Hardaway jr. With that little pull up he hits, but like it may be Brunson, but Brunson didn't have a great, really good game tonight. But, you know, Mick Curry feels like the only other guy that I feel comfortable attacking in closeout when the defense is is really heightened. You know, it's just it's just tough. Like, it's just a lot of limited guys, and it goes to show what Luka's been able to do. But, you know, if Luka's not special, and, you know, he wasn't special the last five minutes of this game. And he wasn't special it, the entire was. fourth quarter. Like, yeah. he played an okay third, he played well in the third, and he was bad in the fourth. Yeah. And he, I don't know. I don't know. It's just tough. It's a tough game. Denver's good. You're missing Przingis. I mean, before the game started, I was like, I felt like Przingis, they were going to, they were going to roll them tonight. Yes. So, I mean, the fact that they're so competitive and the fact that we're mad that they lost, you know, it's, this isn't like a, oh, ho, hum. They gave it through all they lost. This is, yeah, you gave the game away. Like, it, but they, it, how it makes, many games have they given away this season? That's I what know, I'm it's tired a lot. of. It's you know, a between lot. the last the last two minute reports where it's like, oh well, Luka Doncic got hit right <laughs> in the mouth, and we should have called it. And these plays were, oh, Dorian Finney-Smith was standing out of bounds. I, you know, I'm not an NBA player. I have never, <laughs> in thousands of minutes of basketball played, ever been called standing out of bounds. Okay. I, I physically don't understand it. Okay, to, I know that there's f- that corner line that, and yeah. that's, and he has big feet. It's not the same, but for it to happen <laughs> twice, the yeah, twice thing is really what bothers me. The once is fine. It's I know. The, it's the twice. I know, and it, and the second, and of course, the second time, it's it's you know, it's when it matters. It's a it's a huge possession and. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating, and uh, yeah, and maybe we would feel a little bit better about this loss, you know. But they, you know, they lose the the Charlotte loss is bad, the Oklahoma City loss is bad, and then the Chicago game, you know, you would have hoped they would have maybe looked a little better. You know, they still kind of played with their food a little bit against Chicago, mm-hmm. who's also kind of a bad who's a bad team, you know. So they haven't really. You know, when was the last time we, we can look at them and be like, man, that was impressive. It was probably the Golden State win, and Golden State's really bad. 
probably the Philadelphia win before that. So they've they've gone a couple of weeks now, just kind of looking a little bleh, and it's yeah, it's frustrating. They're going to need to get it together because otherwise they're going to be a bleh team playing the <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers in uh, as as a seven seed or something heading into the playoffs, and yeah, that's then the, the whole Luca needs to get. The whole Luca needs to get playoff experience thing is going to be uber blanked when he's, you know, playing against the the one team that's basically designed to shut him down. They right. they have to figure the, some of this out. I mean, there's, you know, the one thing they have going for them is they're 7-0 in division. They have a lot of opportunities ahead of them, but this is just so frustrating. And, you, you know, whatever's going on with KP, he misses this Friday game again for his you know, mythical knee injury that's based on soreness, then I think, you know, the the alarm bells start to really, really go off. We've not talked about it much on this podcast because I don't like, you know, talking about things in which I have zero information. But the way that the NBA teams, you know, this has happened with Kyrie Irving and the Nets. It sort of happened with Matt, the Mavericks and Porzingis. It, it feels like a state secret where we're not really being told what's going on. And yeah. And and it's to, a back-to-back back, so he'll probably even if he plays he'll probably they'll probably sit him out one of them so the ho- you know he's got to play by saturday or then mm-hmm. it's then, then it's a big worry yeah yeah um but what before we go i just real quick i know we've been talking a while but uh no, it's okay what, what did you think of like i know i kind of talked about it a little bit but do, what did you see did you see anything different or more of the same in crunch time, not in terms of the results, but the process compared to what they did against the Hornets. Cause I honestly felt like they at least did a little bit more. It still wasn't good, but this, it, you know, Palace had a couple more screens. It wasn't necessarily just Luca ISOs. Like I thought there was a little bit more, they still stunk, but yes. yeah, I, I was just curious what you thought. I like, you know, my friend Matt Moore and I often have a discussion about Luca, how how I think he's different than Harden versus how I think he's the same, and in, or versus how he thinks he's the same. And it's really the Mavs use screens to get Luca in different isolated situations. So at least they used a Powell screen now and again. I thought yep. that their process was a little bit better. Uh, you know, I like that Luca drove. I don't yep. like the shot. His <laughs> shot was very bad. I yeah. don't know what was happening there. I mean, at least it was different. At least it wasn't like five, you know, four out of five Luca misses as opposed to, you know, what we've seen. It, it was a little bit mixed up. It was a little bit different. I You tweeted I the uh the final yeah, God, the final six minutes. Man, it's it's bad. It's right blocked, Luca turnover, Powell one for two at the line, Luca missed drive, Hardaway missed twice, Finney Smith make from three, Hardaway make, Mavs up five, last shot they make. Then DFS turnover, Luca step back miss, Luca layup miss, DeLon Wright miss on that three pointer, which kind of sucks because I think the shot clock reset on that, but it was really close and it looked like an air ball. So that's probably why DeLon shot it. And then, of course, the end of the game, the finney smith turnover that's yeah that's rough that's super mm-hmm. rough yeah yeah i i you know i don't i don't know i you feel any better you, you, did you purge no. a little bit no i'm no? tired i'm i'm okay. fed up this is this is dumb this is just okay. so dumb because it now is. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk for the next two days about why they need a banger and all this stuff when you know <laughs> you win and you hit a, and you hit a free throw and and you do something different you don't stand on the the out of bounds line 
I don't know. The Golden State game is on as I'm watching, and I just watched a guy miss a dunk so hard that it flew uh, from the <laughs> rim to the sideline out of bounds. So, at least well, that's pretty impressive. That happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, we got a special podcast coming to you at some point on Thursday. It is an exclusive Mavs Moneyball podcast with a very special guest. I could not be more excited. It's going to be short. Look for it in your feed sometime tomorrow, uh, Thursday after lunch. Josh, you got anything before we get out of here? No, that, I think I've said. I think I've said my piece. Uh, I'll probably be going to the the Philadelphia game on Saturday, so look for uh, like a reported story for me on the site after the Sixers game. But yeah, that's about it. Get Przingis right, back, guys. and they got to get better. All right, guys, this has been uh, Kirk and Josh going a little long as I try to get through my rage and nothing helps. Why did we watch this? Basketball is dumb. Uh, Mavs Moneyball after dark. We will see you guys at some point in the week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.